0: Welcome to the podcast today. Great show for you. Uh, we have uh, Bill O'Reilly on the program to react to the news of the week, as well as Michael Malice. He's on as well. Bill Barr, former attorney general. Uh, he is on to talk about the most recent developments in the Russia Gate sort of world. Uh, that's pretty interesting as well. Uh, we also go into Joe Biden's speech on guns last night. In fact, we're going to go into that in-depth on Stu Does America tonight. We have a special coming up, Stu Debunk's Gun Mist, the definitive guide at pushing back against all the left's terrible gun arguments. That's coming up at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, on Blaze TV. If you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn, you can use the promo code DEBUNKED for 20 bucks off of your subscription. Uh, Also, uh, we're going to be giving that out on podcast as well. So if you're here, and you want to check out the special today you can go to the studios america page and uh, follow the podcast and you'll get that episode for free today we got to push back against this stuff because no one in the media is going to tell the truth that's for sure here's the podcast you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program
1: Friday, Mr. Bill O'Reilly, biggest story of the week, sir? Uh,
2: Joe Biden trying to save his administration by using the gun issue. That's the biggest story of the week. So, yesterday, uh, the president gets out there and he, he gave it away right away. So, he says that if legislatures fail to act, voters should use their outrage to turn it into a central issue in November's midterm elections. Mm. Uh, So you've got a catastrophe on the economic front. Everybody is suffering who is in a working class category. Um, And he admitted also in a different soundbite, hey, I I can't do anything about (laughs) inflation or rising gas prices. I I don't know. I, I can't. I'm sorry. He said that. That's unbelievable. He said that. He can actually,
1: he's probably the only guy, him in the Fed, that can actually do something about it.
2: Right, but at least he was honest because he himself does not understand what you just said. Well, <laughs> no, I, you know, yeah, see, I, know. I won't
1: give you a pass on this one because he knows, he knows that through ESG and the banks choking off the money to the big oil companies, him with leases, et cetera, et cetera, um, the push is for this all-new green economy. They are yeah. intentionally driving the price of oil up.
2: He knows. He knows generally that gas is bad and green energy is good, <laughs> but he doesn't know what he did ignited inflation. He doesn't. And, and I'm not giving him a pass, back. I'm telling you the man's incapacitated. All right? That's what I'm telling you. So now his advisors say, hey, look, we got a little Battle of the Bulge scenario here. Battle of the Bulge, World War II. Nazis were defeated. They made one more push, and they caused some damage. And then they were uh, defeated uh, at Bastogne in, in uh, northern Belgium. So... Uh, This is the battle of the bulge for the Democrats for midterm elections. Let's take the kids who were killed in Texas, the Evaldi kids, and make that a campaign issue by putting forth legislation that we know is not going to be passed in the Senate. They're not going to ban guns in the Senate. Not going to do it. Um, And then we can use that to tell people that the Republicans are irresponsible and dangerous and vote for Democrats. That's what this is all about. Beck, you know that.
1: I do, but I also think it is um, a setup for uh, getting rid of the filibuster, packing the court.
2: Yeah, Uh, I mean, but all of that's down the road. Here, we only have five more months until the Democratic Party is absolutely destroyed. Okay, so so
1: let me ask you this, Bill. Yes, and and I'm I'm not suggesting anything. I have my own theories, but I, I would like your answer on this. You know that when you have a dangerous animal cornered and they've got nothing to lose, that's when you're in the most danger. This dangerous Marxist animal has been cornered. People are on to them. All of their lies are being exposed. Their policies are being exposed for what they are. um, And they know they're going to lose in a big way. What do those Marxist animals that are trapped in a corner, are they just going to just take it?
2: No, that's why they're, they're trying to centralize the issue of violence and put it on the Republican Party. So that's, that's their last gasp. But the Republicans aren't smart enough to counter. So you can't just say no to millions of independent voters. You've got to say no but here's what we're going to do to make it harder for children to be murdered in school.
1: Well, but the but the real common sense thing is to put police in our schools, put armed, you know, people but in our schools. that's a school.
2: local issue. I know
1: that. I know that. All right. So that's um,
2: local, but we're So what is
1: federal? Now. The, uh, right. So the federal law the government shall not infringe on that. And I know people will say, well, there's some common sense things we can do.
2: Yeah, but but there's one big thing we can do, and you should be monitoring BillOReilly.com because I've been bannering this all week. So the only way in a nation of 330 million people that you're going to control violence with guns is to federalize gun crimes. That's it. And that was done uh, for bank robbery. You'll remember that in the 1930s, this was what killing the mob was all about, mm-hmm. um, that these thugs were running wild around the country with big machine guns robbing banks, and the locals couldn't, couldn't stop it. And police officers were being killed, civilians were being killed in these banks. So the FBI, the new FBI that was just formed, said, hey, all bank robberies federal. We're, we're going to do it now. That's the only way to do this. There is no other solution on the national level.
1: Okay. So hang on just a second. The last thing I want to do is give more power to the federal government.
2: Well, you're wrong. Okay. Because really? Here, the power can be used just like it was used to decimate the terrorists, killing mm-hmm. the killers back. Mm-hmm. The power of the state can be used for good. So, and it can very be briefly, back. I don't bad. want. You, I don't want to light your paranoia up. Oh my god! This gosh. is not a complicated thing. If a person in America commits a crime with a firearm, and that includes carrying an illegal firearm in your state, okay, whatever the state law is, then the feds prosecute it with mandatory prison terms. That means if Let me, Let me ask year, you. Wait, wait, wait. It could be 5 years, it could be 10. What that does is it not only takes mm-hmm. the guns out of the hands of the loons, mm-hmm. but it makes it much harder for the drug gangs, a story completely ignored by the corrupt media in this country, who are killing far more than the loons going into the schools. Well, the thing I
1: like about this is it's it would work in today's America. It would probably work as well as um, federalizing uh, and making a federal offense out of lying to Congress, because that way we know that nobody will lie to Congress. No. Anyway, um, oh, my, my. <laughs> I, you Go know on. what is amazing? Yeah, honestly. Go ahead. Because I, I think people find this surprising that we actually like each
2: other. Oh, you and me? Yeah. Yeah, but they don't understand why I like you. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Look, we have a mutual respect because we both think things out. And our goal, I believe this to be true, is that both of us want the best for yes the american people and we don't
1: agree on everything uh and and certainly not on 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 federal like giving more power to the federal government but
2: but um, wait let me ask you a question then. Yeah. You're, you're just blithely dismissing me you read killing no. the killers yes father's day yeah, yeah, yeah. ever you yeah. read it yes i did the, the power of the federal government was used to go after these heinous terrorists everywhere I, in the I world it. i got it and i mean it it i also worked. watched
1: the unt- untouchables you no, know, no, I got did this it. This worked Beck? It no, it worked. did. It's a we different got, we got, America. It broke the
2: back of these terrorist cells it all was over the world. a different America. No, it's working right now. We're doing the same thing right now. Look, I understand your suspicion of the federal government. It can't do much. But once you put a code of law in that says you cannot commit any crime with a gun look do you understand i think you know that here in new york where i am the cops can arrest you with an illegal firearm oh i know and you're out on bail the same day beck
1: uh not in new jersey i know Uh, not in new jersey if they in new york
2: city the largest city in the country there are no bailing people i will caught with automatic rifles.
1: and i will tell you if i were in new york city and i got caught with a gun they would not release me on bail
2: no, but they just want to incarcerate you anyway. Yes, exactly okay? right. Exactly yeah, and right. Personal with you.
1: Exactly right. Okay, hang on, hang on All just a second. Hang on just right. a second. Bill O'Reilly more with him in just a second. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Michael Malice is uh, joining us now he had a couple of tweets that i just want to give to you uh remember no one wants to take away your guns no one wants to shut down your business no one wants to uh have lockdowns to continue more than necessary no one's going to force you to have a vaccine passport no one is teaching your kids critical race theory these are all conspiracy theories yeah they're really not are they um, but don't worry, they don't want to take your uh, your gun. Michael, how are you, sir?
3: Good morning, sir. And and if you, people want to look at that tweet, the replies are particularly hilarious when people insist, well, actually, all those things end up did happening, so you just owned yourself. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, that, 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 oh yes, that's, that's the point. Um, I think we should all give a big thanks this morning to Justin Trudeau, who has really kind of silenced the gun issue in America because people who are on the fence who are like, oh, okay, red flag logs, you know, assault weapons, which isn't a thing, they're looking what happened in Canada, which was weeks after they imprisoned all those truckers, and realizing, okay, this is clearly the end game here in America as well.
1: Is that, is there a big upright? I'm not following Canadian politics. Oh, you are Canadian, aren't you?
3: God, no. How, Oh, my oh no God. that's right
1: no I forgot I'm sorry I forgot you yes, are yes, Canadian yes, yes, yes.
3: you might as well call me a woman <laughs> honest, sir. How, did, have you no shame, I didn't call sir? you a
1: French Canadian
3: At, after all is said and done have no, you no shame I sir? know I'm
1: sorry I'm I apologize I deeply apologize I'll let my wife step up to the microphone and just say if you're, it's if, you're
3: a, if you're apologizing so much maybe you're the Canadian
1: huh <laughs> right <laughs> okay so um are they I'm standing sorry. up in Canada uh, against no this they're thing? The Canadians not at are
3: all. Not. Uh, barely they are. But that's the point. We need to look yeah. north to see kind of it's kind of like looking into the sliding doors moment to our near future. So um, so it, it's it's very disturbing to y- see.
1: You had another tweet this week, and it says White Pill. In the last decade, the gun rights side has shifted from I need guns to keep my home safe from criminals to I need guns to keep my safe uh, myself safe from the government, a far more principled and non-negotiable position absolutely true absolutely and it,
3: true and they're absolutely right like many of these guns you do not need them to hunt deer it's a complete it's true and a completely irrelevant uh the whole point of the second amendment as you and everyone listening to this knows was to protect americans against a government that got too big and got usurpacious now they're going to say oh you're not going to go out and be uh, uh you know shooting uh, um, agents of the state and that is correct but the point is, when things become more expensive to do, when things become more dangerous to do, that causes people, to, uh, uh, executives, to have second thoughts. And the other thing which people should be very disturbed about, you know, for year, four years we we're taught that Trump's Hitler, he's a strong man, he doesn't respect the law, the Constitution. As soon as some truckers have a peaceful protest, a literally peaceful protest, the Canadian government for the first time in history, not even after 9-11, invoked emergency powers. So that shows how little those who are in the government have respect for things like constitutions and principles. They'll just legislate around it and do whatever they want regardless.
0: And you look at Michael around the world with countries that we may have thought were culturally similar to us in at least some major ways, Canada, you know, New Zealand, Australia, c- countries that don't have a second amendment and a, and a and a uh, culture of pushing back against the government. Look at what they did. With COVID, look at what they did. What we're seeing in Canada now, where they're banning basically all firearms uh, over a, a period of a few decades until they decide to fully ban the handguns in a, in a couple of years. I'm sure. I mean, th- this has to highlight the importance of the of the Second Amendment, not not the other way around.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with you, Stuart. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Waco, and where all the people from the dividing compound, the compound is still there. There's still an active church, and they people forget that. Uh, um, Oklahoma City was a reaction by Timothy McVeigh to Waco, and the second that he, despicable tragedy happened and he committed his terrorist attack, Bill Clinton was on TV saying we need to go after assault weapons, even though he used a bomb. Uh, so they will use a- any excuse. Yeah, to, not not
1: uh, only assault weapons, but I remember clearly also talk radio. Mm, that's that's right. Yeah, that's when those two things: your speech and your guns. Um, one other question here, Michael, on that tweet you said white pill and i'm losing track of all of the pills i I think (laughs) the the red pill is you wake up the blue pill is you go to sleep i don't know what the white pill is i don't think i know what the black pill is can you just go through the pill colors
3: okay if you can handle the street light you can handle the pills there's just two pairs of two pills so the black pill is all hope is lost we're doomed they're going to win anyway they've got all the structural advantages they've got all the cultural advantages it's and the, the people who are on our side are all weak the white pill is it is possible we will lose it is impossible that we must lose
1: oh okay well i so i am i'm i've been red pilled
3: and white pilled that's the best combo yes right isn't there an orange pill too Oh, that's for people who like Bitcoin, but you have to be on the spectrum for that one.
1: <laughs> that's by prescription only. Yeah. <laughs> and the government's really regulating that one. Uh, yeah. I, I, go, go ahead. ahead
3: guys. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say I'm also very hopeful because of places like ghostguns.com. There's, there's, some. They are working for 3D printing guns. And the same way there's a big discussion now, what is a woman? Matt Walsh just dropped that documentary on Daily Wire. The question legally is, well, what is a gun? If I can press a button in my printer and print everything but, the, let's say, the handle, is that legally gun? Okay, if they say 50%, well, then I'll just print 50, attach 50. So the battle is being lost on a technological level uh, regarding gun control as well.
1: Yeah, it is. It It will have to be. Uh, 1984 or brave new world to put this genie back in the bottle. I mean, that is the thing I brought this up with Bill O'Reilly and he didn't quite, he didn't really respond to it. Um, You know, these guys, the left, they have pulled out all the stops. They thought they were going to get away with this. And quite honestly, the way it's going, if America starts to stand up and another 10% wakes up, uh, They're going to be people that go to jail, serious jail time for what has been going on. Uh, And they know um, it's a it's a repeat uh, at best of 1920, where progressives had to go into a closet for 100 years. Um, I don't think they're going to give up quietly.
3: They're a caged animal or a cornered animal. I, Glenn, I could not agree with you more. Uh, this is a demonstration not of their strength but their weakness. Uh, how quickly they have forgot about Roe v. Wade, which is just amazing to me because that would be a much bigger and kind of more salient issue for them, I would think. So they're scrambling to latch on to something that will maintain their hold on power. But at this point, they're kind of like bailing water from a sip ship because everywhere they look, there's nothing new hold in their bullcrap.
1: Um, I love your opinion uh, on this, uh, and mainly because – I know you probably have a deep opinion on it, and so few people in our business would. Tell me your thoughts on the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard trial now that it's been decided.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hadn't been following it because I thought of some silly entertainment divorce situation. Then I realized, I got to tell you, I was extremely disturbed, uh, above all, by the actions of what I heard about the ACLU. Yes. The fact that they wanted to insinuate themselves and make her a victim without doing their due diligence. Yeah. Historically, the ACLU and the hard leftists we're defending like the worst people uh-huh. and defending criminals uh-huh. and, and things like this. Like people were genuinely bad instead of trying to make villains at, it, they would make heroes out of villains instead of trying to make villains maybe John Depp's not a hero was certainly an innocent person. Yeah. So the fact that this this is a Glenn, I'm glad you brought it up. This is another massive loss for them. Yes. Because for a long time, all you have to do is like look at what she did. It's not like one time she lied, oh, okay, he was mean to me. This was systemic and this was an organized campaign by the media. She's basically Jesse Smollett in a dress. So,
1: well, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, Happy Pride uh, Month, Glenn. So, yeah. So, w- w- this is such a loss. Look at what they had on the table. The media. They had the ACLU discredited. The Me Too movement discredited. Uh, companies like Disney that, you know, would just fire people without the facts just because it's a witch hunt.
3: I mean that this was a massive loss. And and the thing is, everyone listening to this, men and women alike, know the story of people who had the crazy ex-girlfriend. Now, the crazy ex-boyfriend is violent. He's a disgusting person. He should be denounced. But the crazy ex-girlfriend is dangerous in a very different way. Oh, yeah. And Amber Heard is not unique, although it's pretty, it's extremely rare, let's be fair as well. Does he get his career back, do you think? Oh, I think he's going to be a big hero, uh, and I think he's going to be—he's uh, going to get some backlash because the people who like him are not people who are liked by the corporate press.
1: Right. And does
3: she have a career at the end of this? Yeah, she's going to be uh, speaking out against Brett Kavanaugh next week at Cornell. <laughs> did you? Did she? You know he uh, touched her inappropriately when she was? A I kid? know. When, she just. She just remembered. Wow. <laughs> really? That's oh, yeah. amazing. You, when he was in high have, school or after? Yeah. You had an Amber Heard? Oh, yeah. He was some kind of a (laughs) law professor. There's no record of her being at the school library. She doesn't remember what years, but it it definitely happened. Just ask ask the vice president. Okay.
1: Thank you very much. Michael Malice uh, is on with us, and you can follow him. Uh, you know, and and grab his book. He's got a couple of really good books. Um, the Anarchist Handbook. Also, he's the host of Your Welcome. Oh, wait, is he still on? I have to ask. He's him. still on. Um, t- your episode of Your Welcome, uh, this week is with the uh, Libertarian, right? The new Libertarian,
3: a- 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 Angela McArdle, who just took over over the weekend in Reno as new the new chair of the Libertarian Party.
1: Okay, it, real quick, tell me, are they? Have they come back to reality of A being small government, uh, not just not just some strange progressive libertarian? Uh, and do they have a chance w- with her of actually winning anything?
3: Well, they've come back to the reality that A is anarchism, which means no government, which is far less utopian than your constitutional fantasy. Uh, and they actually do have a chance because. Yes, sir. Uh, They do have a chance of making some massive cultural change because it's going to be very easy to uh, drop the ball that Republicans and Democrats have dropped, at the very least for decreasing budgets. Governor DeSantis just today signed the record budget in Florida. So there's no move anywhere in the political spectrum between Republican and Democrat for people who actually want to cut spending, even when you look at someone like DeSantis. And she's sane? Oh, she's very sane. She's no Amber Heard.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I just don't want her to be a, what was it? It was a Gary Johnson. Yeah. Joe
3: Jorgensen last time. You didn't remember her name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Woof.
1: Thanks so much, Michael. I appreciate it. And you can can hear his interview with her on your welcome this week's podcast with Michael Malice, MichaelMallice.com
0: You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
1: So let me start um, here with a business owner in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Listen to this.
0: Business owners say if these gas and diesel prices don't come down soon, the American dream will fade away. This gas price, they killing like the, a lot of like American dreams, killing their
2: dreams, so they cannot make uh, the living.
1: Hmm, what is the American dream? What is the American dream? Most people will tell you, you know, it's a great job or you can become a millionaire or, you know, you have your first house. Hey, you've heard politician after politician say, you know, we need to you know, get on banking regulations so more people can have access to loans so they can experience the American dream of having their own house. That's not the American dream. That's what FDR changed it into. This is another progressive lie. The American dream is to be able to chart your own course, to be able to succeed or fail, but have a square opportunity that if you can come up with a better mousetrap, this is not true anymore, by the way, you come up with a better mousetrap, it doesn't mean the market will run to you. You have to get through all of the red tape, all of the government restrictions, all of the other businesses that will will do everything they can to stop you. And if you can endure that onslaught, then maybe you can have the American dream of your house. We can't chart our own course. And Congress is absolutely irrelevant. Congress has given away their power for far too long. They've given away their power to the administrative state. And this, again, Woodrow Wilson, the administrative state. Think about it. What can Congress really do? What can they actually do? Nothing, really. Nothing. Until they decide to take their power back, when they become the lawmakers right now, how many times have you heard? Well, for instance, let me give you one uh, that just came across my desk yesterday. Let me see if I can find it quick. There is uh, the uh, Department of Education has decided that if your school doesn't have the right bathrooms, you don't get the funding. Who made that decision? Did you vote for that? Because it's now taxation without representation. And they will say, no, technically, that's not true. Why? Because you voted for the president. But I didn't vote for all the bureaucrats. And uh, when I voted for the president, I didn't vote for him to be a dictator. And I mean this for Republican or Democrat. It doesn't matter. I voted for a president to have the bully pulpit. To convince the American people this is the direction we should be going in. Not for him just to close the curtain and flip some switches and, and you know turn up the, the dial on different things. That that's not his job. And it's certainly not the administration's job. Passing laws goes to Congress. Setting limits goes to Congress. Gun issue. Congress, Congress will do what it wants. And if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't get its way, it will break the Constitution to get its way. And believe me, they are already putting things into place to uh, infringe on this right. And they're putting them in place through ATF. Through the Commerce Department, Homeland Security, one way or another, they will get it done. This is no longer a, a government for and by the people. This is a government that is now being done through the administrative state. As I showed you uh, on Wednesday's TV show, F- FEMA. FEMA is not a reactionary force anymore. The administrative state, through the presidency, has now changed this, so they're not just reacting to an emergency, a hurricane. They're reacting now to all hurricanes yet to come, all droughts yet to come. And they are putting into place things to stop those emergencies because the climate is an existential threat. And they're doing that with the SEC, with ESG. They're doing it everywhere. That's how you kill the American dream. If you think gas prices are going down, you're mistaken. This is not a bump in the road. This is not a glitch This is a feature of what our government has become. If I could have only one prayer answered today, it would be this. That everyone within the sound of my voice could wake up just one person. And I know how frustrating it is. Believe me. I mean, I admit my faults and I admit freely that uh, I'm wrong on timing. And when I'm wrong about something, I, I, Stu, have I ever, when I'm wrong on something, have I ever hid that? Have I ever not taken responsibility for things that I'm like, wow, I was wrong?
0: No, there's no reason to. Yeah, right. And
1: you get more trust with the audience when you admit when you're wrong publicly and privately I remember something we argued about and, and I was really strong on and how many times have I come back to you and went thank God for you <laughs> because I was so wrong on that right mm-hmm. yeah no it's true uh, th- there's no reason I have I have people in my own family that know my record that won't listen. Right now. And I think it's because it's too ugly. It's too hard. It's too hard to even imagine. Americans have never seen anything like this. You know, when Jamie Dimon comes out and says, Hey, brace for an economic hurricane, he said, It's not storm clouds, it's hurricane. We just don't know if it's going to be, you know, I don't know, Hurricane Nancy or Hurricane Katrina. But brace yourself. People don't understand that and they don't see that it's right over the horizon. There's another shortage that I I just want to throw at you to show you the unintended consequences of things. Now, we just went through COVID and what happened? COVID put us all in our houses. Well, right now, there is an organ shortage. Every day, every day, 17 people die waiting for an organ transplant. And another person that needs a transplant is added to the waiting list every nine minutes. Now, 90% of the population agrees with organ donations, but only 60% agree actually register as a donor now what has caused this pandemic of organ shortages well two things one the organs from people who have just died it's time limited you've only got x number of minutes that you can use that organ then it starts to decay and it's no good Well, we've got to do COVID tests on everything. We can't turn these organs around fast enough. So we're losing a lot of organs. But also, you've got a real problem because uh, the recovered organs have dropped from more than 110 in a day to less than 60 per day. Why is that? Listen, because people are driving less because of COVID. And most organs come from car crashes. Now, can we just think this out for a second? Why are our gas prices so high? Our gas prices are so high Because we need to get into electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are not the only solution. It's self-driving electric vehicles. It is AI electric vehicles. How many car crashes will we have in AI-driven cars? The whole thing is... They're going to be safer. So let's say we cut, you know, out of 100% of the car crashes we have now, we cut it down to 20%. What are we going to do for organs? There will be an organ shortage much greater than this one. Then what do we do? These are unintended consequences. And the reason why I bring this up is these people are trying to change everything. They are changing our history. They're changing our national story. They're changing the meaning of even the American dream that was gone long ago. We don't know who we are. We don't know what we are. We can't even identify a man or a woman. We're teaching our kids. We're putting our kids this month because it's Pride Month. Our kids are having story time with transgendered people reading the story. Why? 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 What is wrong with us? They're changing absolutely everything. In fact, I've read a story this week about the coming changes to our farm to table system, the seed to fork. All of it is changing. And it's all being changed by the experts. And it's all being forced to be changed in the next 8 to 12 years. God only knows what the unintended consequences are going to be. And because God only knows those things, we should perhaps slow down. But see, they think your pain at the pump is a good thing. Joe Biden said, this is going, we're going to pay a heavy price. Now he was talking about the oil prices because of Putin, but that's not what's causing these oil prices. It's ESG and the environmentalist policies that are causing this oil and gas shortage. And it's a five year turnaround He looks at it as a good thing because we're making progress. And the intended consequence is you'll get off of gasoline because they're going to make it too expensive. If I could have one prayer answered, it would be that whoever you are you would realize you're listening for a reason and that you have incredible power and that the American dream is truly to be free enough to chart your own course and that you would realize there are people that are trying to destroy that opportunity because they think they know better. And that you would be able to wake one person up in the next few days to the fact that gas prices are going much higher and it's not coming back around. And that food prices that, again, as Jamie Dimon said, a hurricane is coming. I pray that you will be able to wake up somebody so they can help other people when the storm comes, not instead be sent to the superdome to live in that chaos.